0: Nakamura! brilliant for Messi! Kaká, and Gerrard!
1: Pressure now on Park Ji-sung. What pressure. Tim K! Welcome everyone, this is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia from 4diegos.com. My name is Rodrigo Rodriguez and with me today is my erstwhile co-host, Carlos Alberto Diego. Carlos, welcome to our weekly wrap of World Footy.
2: Thanks, Rodrigo, and I wish I knew what that word meant, but uh, hello to our listeners. On today's show, we'll cover the latest news in Australian, Asian and European football, tackle the hot topic of the week, and we love the hot topic, Rodrigo, argumentative before the show, (laughs) that's for sure. And we share a special soft sombrero moment with Melbourne Heart star recruit Mate. Ganzic, So, Rodrigo, it's another big
1: show. Yes, argumentative before the show, but you watch us agree on it. <laughs> Carlos, um, let's get stuck into it because the hot topic of the week. You know, we're going to talk about Harry Kuehl again. You know, this is a process. What is happening with Harry Kuehl only six weeks away from the start of the A League season? What's happening is that the Football Federation of Australia and Harry Kuehl and Melbourne Victory are at loggerheads because Harry's basically saying that he wants. Uh, he wants to be able to source sponsors that are almost in direct competition, or are in direct competition with the A League, and the A League are saying absolutely not.
2: They well, he wants to he and his people. Well, his it's people, his people. Bernie managed his manager. Well, he capital uh, H. H exactly right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's uh, obviously sitting down negotiating uh, the chance for Harry Kewell to come back and play in the A League, which will be you know, we. No one disagrees it's it, so it would be a fantastic thing for the league, but uh, they're wanting uh, the world as far as the FFA is concerned. Uh, they want the right to be able to uh, you know, source their own sponsors in direct competition with the major That's sponsors right. of uh, the FFA. And in the end, uh, I think this is going to turn out to be a very, very ugly situation, Rodrigo. And I think uh, it was six weeks before the A-League, if they aren't going to sign in goodwill... If they aren't really going to sit down and work, out, work this out, because it seems like it's a huge barrier between signing and not signing now when you're talking about wanting to be able to source your own sponsors up against, I mean, it's ambush marketing, Rodrigo.
1: Surely, Carlos, one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player that this country has ever produced, has said he wants to come to the A-League. Done a deal with uh, one of the biggest teams in Australia, Melbourne Victory, who are the biggest team in, in Australia at the moment. Done a deal. The FFA stand in the way and say we're going to stand by our principles and say no to the greatest player of all time is that potentially ruining a relationship forever?
2: Well, Rodrigo, well, it could, and, and I wonder what that would mean. I'm not sure. Look, when you say forever, he'll go down in the <laughs> Hall of Fame, Rodrigo. You don't want to dra- over-dramatise this, but he'll go down in the Hall of Fame. But really, his soccer days are, are virtually over, so we're not going to miss too much there. Uh, he, he will never lose the, lose the luster of Harry Kuhl, and, and him being one of the greatest players we've ever, ever produced. We would love him to run around in the A-League for one or two years and, and you know, uh, accept the applause. Audits and the the media and all the all the exposure that that would bring, but uh, do you sell the house, Rodrigo? Do you oh. sell the house? Do you throw the the baby out with the bathwater? I'm not sure. It's one of those ones where I think uh, the FFA really do need to stick by their principles. But I'm not in the negotiation room, Rodrigo. I'm not. Pl- I'm not sure who's playing the hardball here. So I don't really want to defend either.
1: But if they're not going to sign anything, Rodrigo, they should. Pull the cord right now. All right, just quickly. What about the Professional Footballers Association? They had a hand in developing this collective bargaining agreement. Um, Do they stick fat, if it's a kind of phrase, with the FFA or do they side with their player?
2: I think the PFA have come out uh, quite openly and said, look, if this deal can be done and there could be an understanding outside the CBA and everyone agrees, why not? But the FFA are sticking by the uh, CBA and I think the PFA have got to respect that too. So look, I'm not making a comment about who's right and who's wrong, but if they're not going to sign anything, pull the plug now. So you've got six weeks of clean air going into the A-League, or sign now, so you've got six weeks of enjoyment and celebration that Harry Kuehl will be playing.
1: And on that point, Carlos, we agree. (laughs) Thank you very much. Don't forget, if you'd like to be part of the show, you can email us on 4diegos at bigpond.com or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 4diegos. Always a bit of fun on Twitter. Stick around. We've got an Asia-Pacific Australasian wrap coming up. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Bye.
2: When our Czechoslovakian recruit was asked by our club doctor if he could read the bottom line of an eye examination chart, he replied, Read it? I know him! Soccer. It's the world game.
1: This is the 40 Diego. all the Try to do what those
0: ladies <laughs> tell us. down because
1: Welcome back. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Your weekly dose of world football. Coming up, stay tuned. It's a special soft sombrero moment with Melbourne Heart star, Melbourne Heart star Marte Juganjic. So I said Melbourne Heart because he's, uh, yeah, we'll find out that he's just moved from crosstown rivals Melbourne Victory. Carlos, let's get stuck in. David Beckham. David Beckham in the Australasian rap, Obviously, the LA Galaxy star may return to Australia for a clash with Melbourne victory later this year.
2: Well, they're on their Partridge family tour, Rodrigo, <laughs> yes. uh, after the season. I mean, not only did they buy him uh, or did they transfer him over five, almost five years ago now, to get the benefits of uh, his great play on the ground, but also the marketing and the ability to sell shirts around the world are very important. And part of that also is the uh, the post-season tours. And uh, this is the third time they're coming back to Australia. Obviously a very lucrative tour for the two operators. Galaxy get their uh, their dough too uh, for having uh, Bex in their their team. Mm. And also uh, I'm sure it gives fantastic exposure to the Australian sides. I love it. I love it when they come here. I I never get sick of it. Uh, Of course, they're toy friendlies, Rodrigo. They're not serious. That's right. But – no, it's
1: great to have him in That's town. Unfavorable exchange rate too uh, <laughs> between America and Australia at the moment. So poor David Beckham. Yeah, poor David Beckham. <laughs> His five hundred million will be worth what four hundred and seventy. <laughs> Carlos, let's get stuck into the, some of the movements actually in the A League. Brisbane Roar, um, Ange Postacoglu, their coach, basically. Um, as firstly said, that uh, Matt Mackay's days at the uh, at the A League premiers is pretty much over. He's off to Rangers. Yeah, Brisbane
2: Roy, such a, he, I mean, he's such a, a, a statewide hero in mm. uh, in Queensland. He's a Queensland boy. He led the team to a magnificent performance last year. And who could ever forget the grand final, Rodrigo, uh, the way he played and the way the team uh, really got it uh, you know scored the goals at the end and also in the penalty shootout. Fantastic performance. A great way to say goodbye to the Queensland. Uh, to even though it's all happened very very quickly. He's agreed to terms with Glasgow Rangers in Scotland, which will be huge. I think they'll use him. Also, they're not, you know, purchasing him to be a squad player. I think he'll be in the team. Uh, work permit, Rodrigo has got to get the work permit, which is a bane. It's a thorn in the side of many Australian uh, players who have gone overseas. But I think he's got enough caps for Australia. So, you know, and the way Ange Postacoglu looks at it these days, it, it's I think it's a it's a sign of or it's a symbol of how successful he's been. Mm that his players, I think they've lost four or five of these players in the last
1: 18 months, great players overseas. It just says how
2: successful he is. It's an assembly line he needs to come
1: up with, though. Well, there's plenty of players uh, queuing up to join Brisbane Roar. Um, Sayed Mohamed Adnan, a Bahraini international, uh, is joining the club, and also Albanian in, in uh, striker. Uh, Barisha is uh, joining the club as well. I love
2: the exotic nature, yeah. Rodrigo, of, you know, now we're going into the Middle East and, and going to these areas where, you know, you wonder, you, you know, you wonder um, whether why Australia haven't gone into these areas before. I mean, Iraqis are playing in our league, uh, Bahrainians, uh, uh, Al- Albanians. Uh, it's fantastic—the colour and excitement, the multiculturalism in our league, Rodrigo.
1: It's a melting pot. Not many Australians though. Carlos, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so it's fantastic that you know they might lose their their skipper, but uh, they pick up a couple of very experienced <laughs> players. Both, um, you know, both with uh, coughs at the moment that uh, <laughs> that uh, won't be... Um, they'll be OK. The the warmth of the Brisbane air, Carlos, will uh, make sure that they don't cough as much. What about um, Vinnie Grello and Mark Bresciano? They're looking like they... Um, a set for the Socceroos again. They've uh, been away for, what, over, over well over 12 months now.
2: Self-imposed exile, mm-hmm. Rodrigo, but uh, obviously uh, I'm not sure, uh, you know, what the hold-up. I suppose, look, after the last World Cup it was so disappointing uh, what went on there that I think a few of them said, look, I, I just need to take uh, uh, stock and actually focus on my club football. It's great to see Vinnie Grella, who's not having a happy time in Blackburn no. Rovers, by the way, and Mark Bresciano, who's had to move from Lazio, who hasn't had a happy time in Italy, to suddenly put their hand up again and say, we want to play for a. Australia, that's really great, but it's no laydown down that they're going to get a game, by the way, Rodrigo. The way the boys played against Wales, they'll have to fight for their position, but
1: that's the way they like it, Vinnie Greller and Mark Bresciano. Absolutely. The, strog- the squad looks really strong for Thailand and Saudi Arabia games on September the 2nd and 6th. Looking forward to uh, to those games. And uh, before we go uh, to our guest, Marte um Matthew Leckie, um, a former A-League uh, star, has uh, made his Bundesliga debut for Borussia Mönchengladbach, Gladbach, which is fantastic for the 20-year-old.
2: It's been trailblazing for him, Rodrigo. Rodrigo, uh, he went over there to, uh, to Germany and he was told by the senior coach of the club he was playing at, Mönchengladbach, um, that, uh, look, you're only a, one of our project players. You'll probably play in the youth team. Uh, you'll train with us, but that's about it. In the, in the pre-season, Rodrigo, he happily scored for fun against uh, Aberdeen and a few other major European teams, and suddenly he's on the bench and they're playing him uh, off the bench to, to, as an impact player. So yeah. that's fantastic news for
1: Australian football and for Matthew Leckie. Absolutely. Thanks, Carlos. So remember, you can email us on 4diegos at bigpond.com or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 4diegos. Coming up, stay tuned. It's a special soft sombrero moment with Melbourne Heart star Matej Deganjic. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia.
2: I've had teams before that if you told them to go the back door, they left the gym. This has been a sad coaching moment by the four Diegos.
1: Welcome back. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Coming up as a wrap of all things happening in World Football. But first with the A League season, six weeks away. There's one player in particular that can't wait to get into it with his new club. Please, a big four Diego's World Football Weekly welcome to Melbourne Heart Star Recruit Marte Deganzit. Marte, welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, thanks, thanks for having
1: me on. Oh, not at all. It's Rodrigo Rodriguez and Carlos Alberto Diego with you. Now, as I said, the A League six weeks away, very exciting. But uh, what's not so exciting is it's probably the longest pre-season in history of mankind <laughs> that you guys have had to endure. You must be desperately looking forward to playing you know, some real stuff soon.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah, we've been playing a few friendly games every now and again. and We've got actually the Jets tomorrow tomorrow evening down here in, in Morwell. So we're really looking forward to a competitive fixture against them and, and for the season to start.
2: Mate, it's Carlos Alberto here, mates. Uh, thanks for joining us. Now you're a heartstar star recruit, but you were whipped away from fierce crosstown rivals, uh, Melbourne Victory, at the end of the last season. Now you talked about how impressed you were about the Hearts philosophy and how that convinced you to join them. Now you're living the, the philosophy right now. You have done through this uh, mammoth pre-season that Rodrigo referred to. What's it like, the philosophy of heart? Was it what you expected it to be?
0: Yeah, very much so. Um when I did meet with um j b s he, he told me what the team structure is and how they like to play, and as far as I can see this pre season it's it's all going well, and you know we, obviously we just really fucked the season to start because it's just been such a long pre season um but yes yeah, it's it's exactly what I expected.
1: You know it's a worry when the longest pre-season is called an era. <laughs> <That's
2: right. laughs> just, just on the pre-season aspect of it, uh, I mean, we, we couldn't avoid it. Obviously, the FFA want clear air between the AFL and the NRL Grand Finals and also the start of the A-League. And, and everyone, I think, universally agrees it's a bit longer for you guys, that's for sure. But obviously, the, the days when Rodrigo and I were rocking around and Long running around uh, as world football stars and we were running, you know, 4,400s every session and, you know, 2,800s and all this sort of stuff, no pain, no game philosophy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. what, what's the pre seasons like these days? Is there a little bit more science
0: behind them? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Science is playing a bigger part in the obviously, in football now. Uh, you've got your GPS and you've got your heart rate monitors. And obviously, the coaches just want to know that you're working as hard as you possibly can and that you can get as fit as you possibly can. And that's why, obviously, the science is, science is there.
1: Mate, when I mention the date, uh, Saturday, October the 22nd, 2011, what does that mean to you?
0: It means I'm turning 22 on that day, so it's pretty exciting,
2: I, Well, congratulations. There's nothing else important happening on that day?
0: I think, yeah, I think there's going to be a game on that day as well. At Idiot Stadium, I'm not too sure about Jeez. that.
1: That changes the tone of my question because you will <laughs> definitely get a birthday present from uh, the Melbourne victory uh, players and supporters i'm there saying, but um you know because of course that's the first time you get the opportunity to face up to the victory um, for your new club. How do you feel you'll handle that occasion on the pitch
0: yeah obviously I know there's going to be um, it's not going to be the warmest of receptions <laughs> for me and waiting for me at any but i am hoping i'm going to, I'm going to handle it well but I can't really say. Obviously, it's going to be a big occasion for me and there'll probably be a bit more pressure on me to perform, but we'll just have to wait and see.
2: But it's not only that game, it's the, for the rest of your A-League career, victory will never forget the fans, you know, Marte they've got long memories, I call them elephants because they never forget the victory fans But Mate, you're only 21 years old, but you're no stranger to big moves, as a youngster you had a stint at Croatia Zagreb after a, a celebrated uh, period there at Melbourne Knights uh, you were reportedly wanted by AS Roma at one stage, and more recently just before you joined Hart, I think there was a Belgium club that was interested in you obviously you had, a, you know, you had your pick of getting overseas, and everyone says they strive to get overseas to improve their own uh, career. Why was it so important for you to stay at home, to play your football right at this time of your career?
0: Um... Well, first off, I'll say that the AS Roma deal, I do not have a clue where that came from. They came from left field. I've never even spoken to anyone from that club.
2: That was our rumour, Mate, that the Diego started. <laughs> Sources.
0: Thanks for that, you know? <laughs> Makes we'll it look a bit better. But, yeah, um, yeah, I have no idea where that happened. But, yeah, the, the, um, there was a bit of interest in Belgium, but um, that fell through. And the actual club that, um, that I'd heard was interested in me. I've actually never heard of that club before in my whole entire life. So yeah. that, that was news to me, but yeah, here in Oz, I, I feel that you know you want to you want to do as well as you can in Australia, and Europe is a very difficult difficult place to play and succeed, and that's why I thought you know I'd rather try and do well here in Australia before going back over.
2: Well, the move to Croatia, Zagreb, as a youngster, uh, do you think that that's really now giving you the ability to, to know when it's time to go and what to look for as far as the pitfalls when you go over?
0: Oh, yeah, yes and no. You know, obviously, I felt it, you never really know when's the right time to go over. You've just got to prepare yourself as best as you can. Um, the time in Croatia, I felt, was was a fantastic move for me. I only spent 12 months abroad, but... it was, it was fantastic. You know, I learnt a lot about the game, even though I was just playing in the youth team over there and I found that an experience to be very, 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 very uplifting and, you know, you, you learn a lot about football and a different style of football that, I suppose, every coach has and I, I was I was lucky enough to have a very, very good coach in Jamal Sandegovic, who'd um, been at Dinamo Zaga great, so, you know, obviously he, he took me under his wing and he helped me quite a lot whilst I was over there, so I'm very thankful for him.
1: Here on World Football Weekly, we're speaking with Melbourne Hart new recruit, uh, Mate Duganjic. Now, Mate, once Hart lost the likes of Josip Skoko, John Eloise and Gerald Sibon at the end of last season, you know, it was really hard to imagine, you know... How they were going to replace that experience, but they've got you, David Williams, and the Brazilian Fred, another former Melbourne Victory player. Um, you know, the feeling is perhaps you know they've improved their squad. Who's really impressed you in the time you know that you've been um, at the club, and who, who's training the house down at the moment?
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. There's not really been one individual that's been standing. Out. Everyone's been everyone's been working pretty well. We haven't yet seen Fred though. That's the only issue, he still hasn't come yet. I'm really actually looking forward to training and playing with Fred and obviously I watched the A League five years back when he was involved and he was a fantastic player back then and we're hoping he's gonna be as, as good as he was back then. But um, you know, overall the team's been performing really, really well and in the preseason games, you know, we've had Jason Hoffman scoring for fun actually, so he's been one that's actually at standing out.
2: We certainly love the Hoff here on the Diego's there, Mate. Now the club, as you mentioned earlier, you're in Morwell at the moment, for those people out, because uh, ABC Radio Australia World Football Weekly goes out all places outside Australia. There's people in Solomon Island listening to us right now, in Papua New Guinea, in Vietnam, all over the place there, Mate. So I'll explain that Morwell is a regional country town in uh, Melbourne, and you're there at the moment uh, doing some, uh, obviously some promotion, and you're also playing some games and training. Now what, uh, of course, the Melbourne Heart Marketing Department, they're, they're guys who are very innovative with the way they go about in doing tune. Yeah, so what are they getting you to do to, to promote the club? Are they getting you to milk a cow or shear a sheep? <laughs> are, are, are you breaking a colt in as a photo opportunity at the moment? What are you doing no, for
0: the club? Nothing like that. I suppose that would be a good experience as well. I've never actually done that before. But um, no, we've just been going around, um, going to schools, you know, doing, doing a few promotional activities with the kids. And um, usually the day after the game, we also went up to with Donga a couple of weeks back, and um, we went and we watched the juniors play in their little in, at a little cl- at a small club there, and more than likely we'll do the same thing this week as well. So it's just more getting into the community and going out to see the kids, and I suppose you know helping them out with their football
1: you just got a great insight into Carlos's uh, dreams <laughs> that one day he'll become a, a sheep shearer. <laughs> but anyway, now, look, you're the first player, you know, to directly uh, cross from victory to heart. Now, you're a classic sports trivia question, by the way. Do you embrace that now? And when the victory fans boo every time, you touch the ball on the 22nd of October. On your birthday. On your birthday. Yeah. I bet you they're not going to have placards, Happy birthday, Marte. <laughs> um, <you> know, <laughs> Are you just going to embrace that energy and, and, and turn it into a positive? Or, you know, it's going to be an interesting... We're going to watch you very carefully, Mate.
0: <laughs> yeah, as I said, there's going to be a bit of pressure on him. But, yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll take it in my stride. I think as he's done really, really well last time. Uh, the two supporters were giving him a bit of flank last year in the, in, in the big match, the first one, at Amy Park. And I think he played really, really well, actually, all the games that he played against Victory. So, hopefully i ask him for a, few, for a bit of advice and he can pass them
2: on to me. Yeah, not, not the bit about getting sent off, by the way. Yeah, yeah, about that. He had bother. a great game, but he got <laughs> sent off, unfortunately. But uh, just if you can just avoid the sending off thing, I think you would have had a great game.
1: Yeah, exactly. That. Exactly. And thank you, lucky stars. Kevin Muskett's not playing. <laughs> thank you very much there, Mate. As always, uh, it's good to talk to you. And we re- wish you really well um, in your season with your new club when the A-League starts in six weeks' time. Thanks for your time on World Football Weekly. Thanks a lot, guys. That was Matej Dugandjic, a soft sombrero moment with the Melbourne Heart star recruit. Next up, it's a global football update, so stay tuned. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. The secret to being a coach
2: is to keep the six guys who hate you from the six guys who are undecided. This has been a profound coaching moment by the Four
1: Diego's. This is World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia, your weekly dose of world football. Don't forget, if you'd like to be part of our show, please do email us on 4diegos at bigpond.com or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 4diegos. Let us know your thoughts and your opinion on everything that is world football. Carlos, let's talk about the global scene now and everything It's all happening at the moment. Uh, if we're six weeks away from the A-League season, we know that the English Premier League season is underway. It's a warm-up for our A-League, right, Rodrigo, that's the right. English Premier League. Yeah. So. yeah, they don't care about the <laughs> AFL and NRL seasons, do they? They don't. But uh, look, there were some interesting results. Uh, Queen's Park rain. Rangers uh, at home, 0-4. They uh, lost to Bolton Wanderers. That was a great start for
2: Not a good start, uh, especially for all the people who are very, very excited in London, in uh, the White City area of London, where I've actually been, at Loftus Road there. when It was a plastic pitch many years ago, Rodrigo, but now they're playing on grass. But perhaps they should go back to the plastic pitch because uh, <laughs> it's not a good start. And Neil Warnock uh, would be running those plays into the ground, uh, hoping that he doesn't uh, get
1: another 4-0 belting. And Bolton aren't really a, even the team that we're expecting to do much this year. Yeah. It doesn't look good for Queen's Park Rangers at this stage. Let's talk about Manchester City because they uh, defeated the newly promoted uh, Swansea City uh, 4-0. And, uh, you know, they've picked up a beauty in um, Sergio Aguero, you know, the Argentinian. Um, He scored uh, twice in their 4-0 victory. He looks pretty good. And he came off the bench, Rodriguez. so he's not even
2: fully fit. Swansea, look, it's a little bit misleading, this scoreline. I know 4-0 looks a comprehensive thrashing, but... uh uh, Swansea actually played quite well in the first half and troubled Manchester City, but just didn't get the goals on the board. And I think that's what will separate the teams without the quality with, uh, from the teams with quality. Uh, Man City will get the points or get the three points because they've got the team or the players that could score those goals. Uh, Swansea, well, they'll trouble a few sides, probably in the same mould as Blackpool last year, but they'll struggle uh, to maintain their own spot in the
1: EPL at The end of this season, I believe, but they'll give us some good moments, though. So. There was an interesting game between Newcastle United and Arsenal, <laughs> a nil all draw, not a great start for Arsenal, you've got to say. Um, obviously, uh, you know, on the back of the news that uh, says Fabregas uh, had finally signed uh, for Barcelona for, um, you know, not a lot of money, um, unbelievable <laughs> amount of money. So, yeah, he's off, um, he's off to Barcelona, has already played, um, for them. So, uh Yeah, they might have gone in with a bit of a negative vibe, Arsenal, do you think? Well, look. In the end, though, they're pretty insipid, really. Um, there there was there was no
2: um, no creativity really, and they've lost. Well, it looks like they're going to lose semi Nazri too. I mean, these two guys are the creative engine in the middle of the park, and uh, with both of those gone, you're going to get the sort of performance that we got. It was a Dow performance, and Arsenal also during the week, uh, lucky to get through one nil against Udinese in the first leg of this champ- uh, the Champions League playoff. So, uh, I just they've got to start spending some of the forty million pound that they have, and probably more money that uh, they'll get from Nazri. Newcastle, well, Joey Barton, uh, he was certainly the uh, centre of
1: tension on the day. As he always is. Look, he he clearly didn't think that divers. Hit back. Because <laughs> obviously, well, um, if you don't know Javinio, who's uh, an Arsenal uh, new recruit, basically looked like he dived uh, in the box. And well, jo- he did. He simulated, He did. Rodrigo. He simulated. And um, Joey Barton, the uh, tough Joey Barton, the Newcastle uh, want away, we thought. We thought he was going to leave the club. Picked him up by the uh, shirt and uh, let him have it a bit. And Javinio slapped him, He Carls. just
2: felt he, he wanted to give him a lesson that that's not what's done in England. And, uh, and It was he, a slap. It, it, it was, yeah, a bit of a tickle, I
1: and thought. And boy, but, did Joey Barton yeah. fall off. Over. And yeah. Jovinio got a three-match ban for that, and that's been upheld by um, the football association. So
2: well, you yeah. don't, you don't, uh, you don't, you know, lift oh. your hand to
1: anyone, Rodrigo,
2: yeah, in you're the game. Right. It's a man's game. You don't slap. It, it is. So it is. Uh, and and Joey Barton obviously, you know, hit the ground like a ton of bricks too. So <laughs> was that pretty uh, funny. he did milk it. Uh, but also the other uh, song also from Arsenal uh, has uh, been. Uh, Caught up on trial by video for stomping the back of uh, Joey Barton's leg, and it looks like he's going to be uh, out also. So Joey Barton had a great n- great day, and the fact that Arsenal got a point at home against Arsenal, oh, sorry Newcastle got a point at home against Arsenal. I think that's uh, been a good day for news out Newcastle, Absolutely.
1: And, a, and a couple of other results. Uh, Stoke City held uh, Chelsea at home to, to a nil all draw. Not a great start by Chelsea. And uh, Manchester United defeated uh, West Bromwich Albion 2-1 away. That's that's uh, not a bad start. They were just happy to get three
2: points. It was it a was great start for Manchester United. And uh, look, they're the sort of games that are going to have more of those than not this season. And they're just going to get the three points where other teams like Chelsea won't be able to and uh, at times Manchester
1: City. Does Wesley Schneider really want to go to Manchester <laughs> United? Because he's dropped his pay demands by 60 pounds a week. Yeah, that's about three weeks, uh, three uh, years wages for me, Rodrigo. Unbelievable. It's great to have the English Premier League back and uh, we can't wait for La Liga and Serie A as well. Thanks Carlos, that's it for this week's show. You can join Carlos and I from 4 for your dose of World Football every week here on World Football Weekly on ABC Radio Australia. Until next week, Olé! Olé!
0: Que eu quero passar. Pois o samba está animado. O que eu quero é São Paulo. Este samba.